Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to BrainsOn, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Hey, Manika here. I'm out roaming the sound planes for mystery sounds. Well, okay, by sound planes, I mean my home. There are great sounds here, too. First of all, there are so many everyday sounds to spot. Think of cars passing by on the street, the clack of a keyboard. But today... I'm searching high-pitched and low-pitched, looking for extra special stuff. Small sounds that you might not really listen to all the time. And everyone knows these kinds of sounds are drowned out by loud noises. So I must use ninja-level stealth. Oh, here's one. Birds singing outside the window. That's going in my sound bag. You might have to listen a little more closely for this one. The satisfying click of a good soap pump. Gonna snag that too. Oh, ooh, here's a good one. Opening a fizzy drink. Ah. Ooh, those are good. I think I can catch a couple more. How about the gentle click of turning on a lamp? And laundry folding sound? Oh, sounds so warm and fresh. Oh, an elevator button ding. Aha, now we're going places. Wow, I found so many great mystery sounds. I can't wait for everyone to sample this brilliant bouquet of... Oh no, whoops! Oh shoot, I dropped all my sounds. I guess I'll have to collect some more. As they say, not all sounds stick around. Gotta listen closely before they fade. You're listening to Brains On from American Public Media. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Brooklyn from Tampa Bay, Florida. Welcome, Brooklyn. Hi, Molly. We are very excited to have you here for this mystery sound extravaganza episode, an episode devoted to nothing but mystery sounds, most of them submitted by our wonderful listeners. And you, Brooklyn, are our designated mystery sound guesser. Are you feeling ready? Yeah. Wonderful. So now, Brooklyn, I know you are a Mystery Sound fan, and you actually submitted a Mystery Sound to us before. So without revealing the answer, because we're going to play it for our listeners to guess in just a little bit, how did you go about finding your Mystery Sound? Um, I was looking in the closet, and I found it there. Okay, listeners, there's a hint for later. It was in the closet. Keep that in mind. So when you listen to Brains On, how often would you say you guess the mystery sounds correctly? About half the percentage of time. That's a really good rate. I don't think I guess them right that often. They're really tricky. So when you hear a mystery sound on our show, how do you go about trying to figure out what it is? 
Um, I usually think about the theme, and I usually think of what it would be related to in the theme. Okay, so you kind of try and think what the show is about, how could the sound possibly be related to it. That must be really hard because sometimes we have mystery sounds that aren't related to our topic, so those ones must be a little trickier. So is there a sound that you consider really annoying or irritating? Yes, squeaking is like it hurts my ears and I <laughs> yeah I like when you're writing and you're using a marker for a whiteboard that sound of the marker it's, yeah it's annoying <laughs> well it must yeah. be hard for you to watch a basketball game because that sound happens a lot yeah yeah So, Brooklyn, we're going to start this episode by playing the mystery sound that you sent in. Now, you're not going to guess this one, but we're going to ask our listeners to guess. Here is Brooklyn's mystery sound. This is definitely a tricky one. We'll play it again later on in the show, and then I'll tell you what it is. And now that our ears are warmed up, it's time for the main event. Okay, Brooklyn, it is your turn to guess. We're just going to jump right in. Here is the first mystery sound. Hmm, what is your guess? I think it's nice going, scraping across each other. Very excellent guess. Okay, we're going to hear it one more time. See if anything new pops in your head. Any new thoughts? What do you think? No. Definitely sounds like the knife to me. (laughs) All right. Well, here is the answer. My name is Zoe, and that was the sound of my mom sharpening the knife. Brooklyn, nice work. Thank you. You are correct. It was indeed a knife getting sharpened. So when someone sharpens a knife, they take the knife and they either rub it against a kind of stone or maybe an electric knife sharpener. And when they're doing that, they're making the point of the knife even narrower and thinner to make it sharper. And here's a cool fun fact. It's actually safer to use a very sharp knife than a dull one. Okay, moving on from knives, here is mystery sound number two. (laughs) So that one made you giggle a little bit. Um, an instrument? Maybe a tuba? Or... Or maybe someone blowing their nose? (laughs) (laughs) The loudest nose blowing of all time. That is a good guess. All right, here's a hint before you guess again. It involves something that grows underwater. Let's hear it again and see if any new thoughts pop in your head. So it involves something that grows underwater. Yeah, this is a really hard one. (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard. Are you ready for the answer? Yeah. Okay, here it is. My name is Otis from Victoria, and I'm six years old. 
That was the sound of bull kelp horn. Bull kelp is a plant that grows in the ocean. It looks like a cow's tail. I made the sound by blowing through one end. So you were not that far off. It's not a tuba being blown into, but it was a giant piece of kelp. That's cool. Yeah. So this bull kelp, it grows in the ocean, and it is so big that it's as big as a cow's tail. And when it washes up on shore, it's like these big tubes that you can pick up and blow into and make those kind of sounds. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and apparently it grows super fast. It's called a macroalgae. It's just it's just really awesome. So, you know, if you misplace your tuba, you can go grab your bulk help and you'll be fine. Yeah, interesting. Brooklyn, are you ready for mystery sound number three? Yes, I can't wait. Here it is. What are your thoughts? Maybe a bicycle in the wind. I like that. So you heard something rolling, a wind sound. Very good. Let's hear it one more time. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the one that I choose originally was probably the maybe. The bicycle blowing with the wind blowing in the background? Excellent guess. Here is the answer. Hi, my name is Jude. I'm from Hamilton, Ontario, and that was the sound of me jumping on my scooter. I've been scootering about two years. I jump kind of normally, except I keep my feet on the scooter and hold on to the handlebars while jumping. So you were very close. You said both, but it was a scooter. A wheeled thing you can have fun with, wear a helmet during. Yeah, that was almost there. Are you ready for mystery sound number four? Yeah. All right. Here it is. What do you think? What could it be? Maybe a typewriter? Ooh, I like that guess. What did like what did you hear going on in that clip? Like I heard like buttons being pressed like I heard a lot of clicking and then I heard some wind so maybe the window was open very good guess I'm going to give you a hint this is something that it has to be chilly outside for this to be possible so with that in mind here it is again So you did hear some wind before. Yeah, I heard some wind. I feel like I heard a bird chirping, but I don't know if that's the mystery sound. So it's maybe outside. What do you think they're doing outside? 
Maybe throwing something? Oh, very interesting guess. Well, here is the answer. Hi, I'm Kaylin from Grafton, Ohio, and that was the sound of me throwing rocks at ice on a pond. I think it makes that noise because it causes the ice to vibrate. So, Brooklyn, nice work. Thank you. You said it was someone throwing something, and it was. <laughs> That's very impressive. Thank you. Is that, is that a surprise to you that that would make that noise? Yeah, actually, yeah. So that happens when sound waves travel through ice. The higher frequency sounds get to your ear first. And so it makes that kind of almost like laser sound. And it's called acoustic dispersion. And it is very, very cool. Yeah. So I guess living in Florida, you don't have a lot of frozen ponds around in Florida. Yeah. So do you think, like me in Minnesota, are there sounds that you get to hear in Florida that would probably be really unfamiliar to me? The beach? Since you live in a cold place. Yes. I sadly do not have access to any beach or warmth. So if there was a beach-specific sound, I would definitely have a very tricky time guessing that. Are you ready for mystery sound number five? Yes, I can't wait. Okay. Here it is. And this one, I'm going to say, is very, very challenging. Here it is. What are your thoughts? What could that possibly be? A horror movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It is definitely a little bit creepy. Uh, Here is a hint. This is something that can be used to talk to people over very long distances. So I'm going to play it one more time with that in mind. Okay, so the hint was it can be used to talk to people over very long distances. What is your guess? Maybe what my great-grandma did. Um, she worked as a, where she would take calls. I forgot what it's called, though. She's like a switchboard operator? Is that yes. What so like where you kind of like where she would take a cord and like literally physically connect different people calling? Yeah. That's a really good guess. Well, here is the answer. Hi, my name is Max, and you just heard FT8, a special ham radio mode for communicating over long distances using text instead of voice. Ham radio is a nickname for the amateur radio service, which involves amateurs, non-professionals, communicating with other stations for their own interests, for a hobby, for learning, or to help coordinate events. You have to get a radio. You used to have to have both a transmitter and a receiver, but now those have been combined to create transceivers. And that's pretty much all that people use, transceivers. There are several different bands, 
HF, which is worldwide communications, VHF, which is usually local communications, and UHF, ultra-high frequency, which is usually local or uh, several-mile communications. You can't go much farther than 20 miles with UHF. And then, of course, you need your license. I really enjoy the hobby. I'm 13 years old, and I'm an extra-class operator. So, excellent guess. It was a form of communication, and it was a radio signal. So, Max is a ham radio operator, and he can send radio signals over very long distances. He can send text. He can send his voice. He can send pictures. It's pretty cool. And now he, he participates in this thing where he tries to communicate the longest distance possible. That's really cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. We are going to hear one more mystery sound before we take a quick break. Here is mystery sound number six. That's quite the sound. What do you think? What do you think it might be? Maybe a vacuum? Or maybe someone screaming? (laughs) (laughs) I screamed when I heard it. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint before we hear it again. It's an animal. Okay, so here, yeah. (laughs) So take a listen with that in mind. We're going to hear it again and give you another chance to guess in just a bit. We're working on an episode all about colors, and we want to hear from you. We want you to invent a superhero based on a color. Captain Fuchsia? Super Turquoise? Purple Woman? What is your color superhero, and what are their superpowers? The more creative, the wackier, the better. Brooklyn? What would your color-inspired superhero be? My favorite color is aqua blue, so it would be Aqua Girl. Nice. And she would shoot water from her hands, and she can stand on water, and she also has teal blue hair, or aqua blue. I love that idea. I would definitely read that comic book for sure. (laughs) So listeners, send your color superhero idea to us at brainson.org slash contact. We'll feature some of them in an upcoming episode. And while you're there, you can send in mystery sounds, drawings, and questions like this listener did. My name is Penelope from Cedar Hills, Utah. My question is, when your eyes are closed, are your pupils big or small? We'll have an answer to that during our moment of um at the end of the show. Plus, we'll read the latest group to be added to the Brains Honor Roll. So keep listening. You're listening to Brains On. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Molly. And we're back with the... 
give another listen to the mystery sound we heard right before the break. And here's a hint. It is an animal. Here is the sound. Okay, what do you think that could be? Maybe a snake. I don't know. Yeah, it is a very tricky sound. It's not one that I've ever heard in person before. Are you ready to hear the answer? Yeah. Here it is. My name is Karina Newsom, and I am a graduate student studying birds at Georgia Southern University. The sound you just heard was the sound of the barn owl. Barn owls make some of my favorite sounds in the bird world because it's so different from what people expect owls to sound like. Usually when we think of owls, we think of a hooting sound, but barn owls have calls or vocalizations that sound more like screams and hisses. Now this particular call that you heard is one that they make whenever there is a predator nearby that might try to eat them. Guessing mystery sounds can be difficult sometimes, especially when the sound reminds us of something totally different than what it is. For example, to me, this barn owl call sounds a lot like white noise that we might hear on a radio or on a television. But for me, that challenge is exactly what makes it so much fun. Now, Karina was a guest on our show, and we made her guess a couple mystery sounds, so she knows firsthand how tricky it is. So that was a barn owl. Did that surprise you? Yeah, I I didn't know barn owls can do calls like that. I I thought they did hoot. <laughs> yeah, I know you would think owls hoot, but apparently they make lots of awesome, cool sounds. So Karina Newsom, she's a super scientist. She shared a lot of amazing bird knowledge with us on our bird bonanza episode last year. And here's something else really cool that she is taking part in. It's called Skype a Scientist. And there are thousands of scientists, including Karina, who have signed up to Skype with families and classes about what they study. So you have questions about birds, you can Skype a bird expert like Karina and ask them questions. Anything you're interested in, you can find a scientist to talk to. Dinosaurs? Yep. Squids? Yep. Space? Absolutely. Check it out and sign up to be matched with a scientist at skypeascientist.com. And it's free. These awesome scientists just want to share their knowledge with you. It's pretty amazing. Brooklyn, are you ready for another mystery sound? Yeah. Okay, here is mystery sound number seven. What do you think that might be? I'm a dog. Mm, excellent guess. I'm very certain about that. Let's hear it one more time. <laughs> Any new thoughts? No, I think it's a dog barking from far away. Excellent. Well, here is the answer. I'm Savannah from Fairbanks, Alaska, and that was the sound of a fox calling in the woods. We live near the woods, and I see foxes and owls once in a while, and moose 
lots of moose in our yard and when we're driving and squirrels in the summer a lot. So it was a fox. I didn't even know how, like, what sound foxes make. Well, it, you know, it does sound a lot like a dog to me, too. And dogs and foxes are actually related pretty closely. So you're not that far off. That was a really good guess. Are there animals that you see around your house, like she sees foxes? Um, yes, um, but mostly tiny insects. We also see cranes. Oh, that's super cool. And they're just walking down the street. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so can you describe what a crane looks like for someone who might not know? Um, it's kind of looks like a bird, and it's really tall. It's probably at your shoulder, <laughs> the shoulder <laughs> of a human being. That's kinda. incredible. And they have like, like long, like kind of like stilt-like legs. Yeah. Very cool. I would like to see a crane walking down my street. So are you ready for another mystery sound? Yes. Here is the mystery sound number eight. What do you think that was? Maybe tap dancing. Ooh, excellent. Excellent guess. Let's hear it again. What do you think? Last time you thought tap dancing? Any new ideas? Mm, not really, no. Maybe someone patting on the desk. Okay. Here is the answer. My name is Ruby from Austin, Texas. That was the sound of me tap dancing. Tap shoes have one metal thing on the heel, one on the front toe, and that's how it gets its name, because when you move it, it, like, makes a tapping sound. Nice work. 100% correct. Thank you. I love tap dancing. It's so cool. They basically like make music with their feet. Yeah. It's awesome. Are you ready for another mystery sound? Yes. All right. Mystery sound number nine on the way. What do you think? What could that be? Maybe sharpening a pencil. Hmm. Or I guess. Yeah, sharpening a pencil or sharpening something. <laughs> something getting sharpened. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint before we hear it again. This is a kind of puzzle. Hmm. So here it is. What do you think? Maybe they are putting together puzzles, but I don't know like what type of puzzle. You ready for the answer? Yeah. Here it is. Hi, my name is Rachel. And my name is Tim. We are from Edinburgh in the UK. That was the sound of us having a Rubik's Cube race. A Rubik's Cube is a toy made up of a 3x3x3 three by three by three grid of smaller cubes. 
You twist it to scramble the cubes and then solve it by making each face one solid colour. I'm the fastest solver in our family and my record is 1 minute and 10 seconds. The number of possible combinations on a 3x3x3 Rubik's Cube is 43 quintillion, 252 quadrillion, 3 trillion, 274 billion, 489 million, 856,000. You also get other sizes of cube, including the 5x5. Five five. The number of possible combinations for that is close to the number of atoms in the observable universe. So have you done a Rubik's Cube before? Yes, I have. Yeah, so those, those little cubes with all the different colors on them, they're tricky. I've never actually been able to solve one myself. Have you figured it out? Um, I feel like I figured it out one side, but without my dad's help, no. Yeah, they're really hard. So these, these brother, this brother and sister, they do Rubik's Cube races to see who can solve them fastest. It's very impressive. Yeah, that's that's cool. I saw <laughs> yeah. I saw a robot do that once. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I saw that at the science museum. That's amazing. All right, are you ready for another mystery sound? Yeah. All right, mystery sound number ten. What's your guess? Maybe blocks. It sounded a lot like the one that we just heard. Yeah, another kind of like clicky sound. All right, so I'm going to give you a hint before we hear it again. This is a delicious morning treat. Here's the sound. I should say it's the process of making a delicious morning treat. Cereal? Mm-hmm. I do love cereal. You ready for the answer? Yeah. Here it is. This is Cedric and Morgan from Arlington, Massachusetts. The sound you just heard was the sound of chocolate chips being mixed into pancake batter. You can make the chocolate chip pancakes by getting the batter and pouring chocolate chips into it, then taking spoonfuls of it and putting it onto a pan. Leave it on the pan for about two minutes and then flip it. So that clicky sound was the sound of the chocolate chips hitting the side of the bowl as they stirred the pancake batter. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Have you? Do you like chocolate chip pancakes? Yeah, I actually ate one today for breakfast. Oh, really? <laughs> so next time they're made, you got to listen for that chocolate chip sound. What's the one thing that you like to cook, would you say? If you had to like, pick one thing that you like to make, cake. what would it be? Cake. <laughs> nice. What kind of cake? Uh, we just made a cake, um, so maybe the chocolate cake. Oh, that sounds amazing. So yes, you're familiar with batter, that stirring sound. But yeah, those chocolate chips add a different sound that you don't expect when you're stirring batter. Yeah. Okay, Brooklyn, this is the final mystery sound. Are you ready for your final mystery sound of the day? Yeah, it's so fun. I know, we've come to the end of our journey. Here is the final mystery sound.
What do you think that was? Maybe a pool or a bath or maybe someone washing their hands. Something to do with water. Ocean. Ocean, definitely. Let's hear that sound one more time. I find that sound very soothing. What is your guess? What else do you think that could be? Maybe rain coming down and it's being in the river. It's coming into a river. So you know there's water involved, but what is it exactly? Yeah. Here is the answer. Hello, my name's Eden from Byron Bay, Australia. And that was the sound of waves crashing shells on the beach. They were tiny, and, and when you turned over some of them, they were rainbow inside. I like that sound because it's like music. So you were very close on the beach. It was waves on the beach, and then that kind of clinky noise, which I think made you think of rain, were shells being washed up, these little tiny white and rainbow shells. That's cool. Do you ever look for shells on the beach? Yes, I actually have a shell collection. I've been collecting it for a long time now. Oh, that's so cool. What's your favorite shell in your collection? Well, probably the biggest one. I found, like, it's big. How big is it? Like, as big as your hand? Bigger than your hand? Um, about the size of the, your palm of your hand. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Well, Brooklyn, you did amazing work today. Mystery sounds are super tricky. Even a sound you hear every day can be very hard to identify when you hear it out of context. Okay, so now we're going to go back to that mystery sound that you sent in. Can you give our listeners a hint if they're having trouble guessing? It has something to do with water. That is an excellent hint. Okay, we'll play it one more time for our listeners. All right, Brooklyn, what is the answer? That was the sound of me putting on my swimming cap. I love that sound. It is so unexpected. It's not what I, I did not get it right when you first sent it in. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what did your swimming cap look like? What is it made out of? It's, it's like really rubbery and it's black. Um, it's big, so, so it protects your whole head. Brooklyn, you said you came up with a sound when you were in the closet. How did that happen? Um, I saw it in my closet. So I had a bucket there where my swim stuff are, and I took it out, and I just thought we should do mystery sound for that. Well, it is a very, very good mystery sound. And listeners, you can send your mystery sounds to us anytime at brainson.org slash contact. Your mystery sound can end up in an episode like mine. That's it for this episode of Brains On. Brains On is produced by Mark Sanchez, Manica Wilhelm, Sandon Totten, and Molly Bloom. 
We had production help from Christina Lopez, Ruby Guthrie, and Chris Kramer. Engineering help from Corey Streppel and Johnny Vince Evans. And special thanks to Tracy and Miguel Malcolm. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio program. You can support the show at brainson.org slash fans. We can't make this show without your support. Now, before you go, it's time for a moment of my question is, when your eyes are closed, are you pupils big or small? I am Sasha Stroll. I'm a pediatric ophthalmologist at the University of Minnesota. The pupil can change in size, and it does that to regulate how much light actually hits the back part of the eye, which is the retina, which helps um, convert that light into electrical signals that our brain turns into what we call vision. There's two iris muscles within that colored part of the eye that are working against each other to try and fight it out over if your pupil is big or if your pupil is gonna be small. And the first one is called the sphincter muscle. And it's controlled by the parasympathetic nervous system, which is gonna help to actually connect the eye to the brain to tell your pupil to get smaller. Well, the other muscle that's at work is called the dilator muscle, and that is under the sympathetic nervous system control, and it tells us to dilate the pupil. So if it's very bright in the room you're sitting in, your brain gets that signal and it makes the pupil smaller. Whereas if you're sitting in a dark room, you need your pupil to be really big to get any of that light information to the retina, and so your brain is told to cause pupil dilation to make it bigger. So when you first close your eyes, you're going from a relatively more light environment to a less light environment because your eyelids are not transparent. By making it darker for your pupils, it's causing the pupils to dilate. But if you start getting sleepy after you step closed your eyes, then the other influences of sleep come into play. And that's a little different. As we become tired, that sympathetic pathway we talked about, it's not as active anymore because we don't have to fight or fight anymore, right? So our parasympathetic pathway starts taking over and it actually causes our pupil to get a little bit smaller. Um, um, um. My pupils are focused and ready to read this list. It's time for the Brain's Honor Roll. These are the amazing listeners who send us their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, and drawings and inspire us every day. Chloe from Sudbury, Massachusetts, Oli from Chino Hills, California, Mason and Elliot from Midland, Michigan, Hannah and Henry from Milton, Georgia, Charlotte from Hilton Head, South Carolina, Sky from Atlanta, Grady and Oliver from Napa, California, Derica from Woodbridge, Ontario, Svea from Toronto, Lily from Los Angeles, Sky from Los Altos, California, Scarlett and Savannah from Fairbanks, Alaska, Adele from Minneapolis, Emmett from Annapolis, Maryland, Dorothea from Roxbury, Massachusetts, Han N from Manhasset, New York, Ashley, Juliet and Billy from Toronto, Finn from Bristol, Bristol, United Kingdom, Margot from Omaha, Weston from Ventura, California, Levi from Bluffton, Ohio, Ramona and Peter from Frankfurt, West Virginia, Jonah and Emily from Newark, Delaware, Louise from Brooklyn, New York, Luciana from Damascus, Maryland, River from Evansville, Indiana, Sylvie from Santa Rosa, California, Linnea from Embarrass, Minnesota, Annabelle from Overland Park, Kansas, Rafe from London, England, Ellie from Vancouver, British Columbia, Adelaide from Kenmore, Washington, Ella and Tabor from Westland, Oregon, Ava and Asher from 
Rome, Italy, Xavier and Charlotte from Calgary, Alberta, Colin from New Jersey, Ryland and Josie from Clarion, Iowa, Severin from Palo Alto, California, Miles from Santa Barbara, California, Madeline from Brooklyn, New York, Nadia from Phoenix, Ariana and Ella from Auburn, California, Greta from Montana, Charlie from Virginia, Clive from Zealand, Michigan, Amelia from League City, Texas, Noah from Charlotte, North Carolina, Anna from Melrose, Massachusetts, Medina from Wilsonville, Oregon, Luke from Huntsville, Texas, Ezra and Micah from Pinon Hills, California, Alexander from San Diego, Shy Lee from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Michael from Burlington, Illinois, and Alistair from Charlottesville, Virginia. We'll be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.